Yo! Welcome back to another edition of the Cruising Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cruz, and today is Monday, September 5th. It is Labor Day. Hopefully, everybody had a great Labor Day. Hopefully, you know, you guys sat around, you know, rested your bodies and rested your minds and, you know, get ready for the grind for the next four days. Hopefully, you guys are um, having a beautiful week. Uh, hopefully, you guys had a beautiful weekend. Hopefully, y'all, you know what I mean, had barbecues and all the rest of that cool stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, first of all, where you find the cruising podcast is on Apple podcast, Spotify, Patreon, YouTube, and anywhere else you can find podcast needs as we can find the cruising podcast. Also, you can find the latest updates of the show is on Instagram at cruising podcast. Also on Twitter at nice town. All right. So where do we start and where do we listen? Um, now where we starting is this, um, so, if you've seen the title of the show of this episode, I'm going to get into that a little bit here in a little bit, in like a couple minutes. I just wanted to address um, the YouTube um, last week. I didn't do it because um, I I didn't know the Wi-Fi password when I first got to uh, my aunt's house, who I was visiting last weekend, which is why the episode last week was about maybe almost 20 minutes, not, not even close to 20 minutes but hey um hopefully you guys enjoyed it um hopefully this one is going to be a little bit longer <laughs> like my dude um but uh yeah so now we're back on youtube now we are talking about some more ignorant shit that i've came across on twitter i've seen some weird shit like i've just started using twitter like heavily um this past month um, I'm learning how to use it, trying to learn how to see. I mean, I feel like I'm putting out some fire-ass tweets, and um, you guys are just underappreciating it. I'm just putting it out there. That's how I feel about it. Um, you, I feel like some of you are just fucking haters. That's that's just where I where I'm at with that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm playing. I, hey, look, it, some hit, some don't. It is what it is. Um, I'm congratulatory towards other people on there, you know, and stuff like that. But I, I'm still trying to use it. I'm still trying to get understand it. So, it, yeah, it, people have been doing, I've had a Twitter for over 10 years, and this is the, probably the most activity I've gotten out of Twitter. So, uh, please, bear with me. I'm, I'm trying to get used to this, trying to put out fire-ass tweets. I feel like I've been throwing haymakers, and no one, they're just missing very badly. Um, but I've been seeing some, like, I've seen the most ignorant, like, literally an hour ago, I was on Twitter. And Jackson State University, as everybody knows, is a historical black college in the middle of Mississippi. Actually, bump that, is the capital of Mississippi. And now, if you know about Mississippi, if everybody understands things about Mississippi, we are not treated kindly there. That's just bottom line. I don't give a fuck what anybody tells me. We're not. Black people. I'm talking about blacks. I'm not talking about anything else. I'm talking about blacks. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm probably, you know, I, I know it's a whole new time, but some places is stuck in the 1960s. I mean, 1950s, 1930s, whatever. They still probably think we're slaves in some places. But when a black college is doing a fantastic job at marketing their players, even though it is Deion Sanders' son, who is who we all thought was, he was a D1 talent. We all knew this. We all knew that the kid had all the talent in the world. And he's a quarterback. His dad was a corner. You know, I think his brother, the the older brother is a uh, is a safety who actually hits. Like if, if anybody knows about Deion Sanders, and Deion Sanders did not do a lot of tackling. And he also did not want to get hit. But the son, Sherrod, uh, uh, I think it's Sherrod. Um, you know, the guy has an electric personality. He's an electric player. You know, they got the number one player in the nation this year to go to Jackson State University, which is fucking huge. They're putting historical black colleges on the map for the first time ever. And it's like a crab in a barrel situation right now. This this is the tipping point. Because, and it's just one person, I understand, but I'm sure there's other people that have, you know, said some wildly ignorant shit, and it bothers me, because this is our chance as black people 
and I'm just saying this as black people, to appreciate what Deion Sanders is doing. He's putting money in a place that historically only put money towards a band. The biggest attraction for a historically black college football game was the Battle of the Bands. They literally had a movie about it. Drumline. Just putting everybody, just kids, everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Drumline. I'm talking about Drumline. That, that's literally the show. Like, the football game is, eh, okay. But now, we finally have talent. Going, now, it might be one school, but Alabama's one school. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Mm, there we go. Y'all start somewhere. But Deion Sanders has built a powerhouse, a potential powerhouse, in the middle of Jackson, Mississippi, which is the capital of Mississippi. Just I know I don't know if I said that already, but that's what this is. And I go on Twitter. I'm just looking, you know, just, you know, scrolling and shit like that. Not doom scrolling, but I'm scrolling. And I see a black man, older black man, by the way. And also he has a podcast. I'm not going to out this motherfucker, but this is his Twitter. Here's a video of Sherrod doing his thing, man. I think that he, I think he went 17 and 17 and had three touchdowns. That was like the highlights that were showing and everything like that. But the caption, the, the the tweet, the quote tweet, I guess. I guess he retweeted or quote tweeted, retweeted, whatever. It reads, I FW with nigga university. Nigga state college or nigga state university. That's what it was, nigga state university. Nigga state university? What the fuck does that mean? What is that? What did you do here? That bothers the shit out of me. Why does that bother me? Here's why. Here's a chance to tell these kids that they are doing big fucking things. Not just for your college, but for your heritage and for your culture. For your color of the skin. Sorry to put it out. For your race. You're doing something huge in college football which has historically been about the Power 5 schools. Maybe six, if you count like Boise State and like TC, whenever they did shit like that. There was never any money going towards football programs. To the fact that, I think, fam, you just got theirs back. Didn't Who lost theirs? Somebody lost theirs. Um, I think it was Alabama State. Alabama State lost their whole program. Whole football program's gone. There wasn't enough money. That's a historically black. That, that that is a historically black college, by the way. We're over here as black men and women watching these men now. These got these kids, I guess. I do something that hasn't been done in hundreds of years, in over a hundred years, fifty years. I don't care how long. Putting a black college on the fucking map is the biggest thing you could do in college sports right now. Now, I remember back like a couple years ago, I think it was like LeBron James' son, uh, Dwayne Wade's son, and all, I think uh, Scottie Pippen's son. It was a couple of them that were talking about, we want to go to a historically black college so we can build up the programs. This school just got the number one recruit. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. Sorry to put it out there. He looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. And probably right now has the most prolific coach next to... No, I don't mean prolific. I'm sorry. Most... I'm trying to... uh, Most uh, popular coach... Other than like Dabo Sweeney, who's a pussy. I mean, I'm sorry, is a piece of shit. Um, Nick Saban, another piece of shit. You know, you got all these other guys. I know everybody's like, oh man, Dabo. No. What Dabo is trying to talk about with this NIL shit, that's a bitch made shit. Like, dude, you made tens and tens of millions off the backs of these people. 
and you don't want to, and off the backs of student athletes, and you're over here complaining because they going and trying to get a taste because they're trying to get some money. You're bitching about them making money. Shut up. First of all, secondly, Dion is doing something that most people wouldn't have even attempted. And that's trying to build a black college program. Now watch, we're going to start seeing better coaches go to historical black colleges and try to build up those programs because you're going to see the support, possibly. Motherfuckers like that on Twitter is the ones you got to worry about. Not only are you probably hearing nigga and nigger and all the rest of this shit while you're in Mississippi, you're seeing it on Twitter from somebody that has the same color skin as you. That is ignorant as fuck. Nigga University? Who you think, what do you think they are saying in the capital of fucking Mississippi right now? In the back roads of, of Mississippi right now? What do you think is being said? Oh, that nigga State University, man, man, those guys right there, them boys, them boys, they, they can go. Them boys can go. Nigga State University. And you're over here, and you double down on it. You over here, and you're you're really putting us down as crabs in a barrel. And you might not. And some people might say, "Well, that's just you know, that's just that that that's y'all's lingo. That ain't my fucking lingo." I might say it, but I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Y'all, man, I'm proud of those dudes, them niggas from Nigga State University." What the fuck type dumb shit is that? You are the very definition of the word nigga. <laughs> You're the very definition of it. And I have a problem with that. Because you could be big up in these dudes. Like, yo, you're doing big things. Great job. You're doing an awesome job, man. I'm proud of all you guys, man. I'm proud of what you're doing. And leave it at that. But you, as an older black, older I'm, I'm seeing older with the picture that I saw. This is an older person saying that. Yo, do fucking better. Do better. And one of the captains underneath. That's probably what they're hearing, seeing that they're in the middle of Mississippi. That's probably what them white boys are saying right now in the middle of it. Sorry. That's probably what them back roads motherfuckers are saying in, in Mississippi. Georgia. Alabama. What, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, you don't see South Carolina, North Carolina, probably even Virginia, We're definitely here in Texas, and Louisiana, Missouri, little Arkansas, maybe, or Kansas, maybe, I don't know, but that's what they're hearing. Why do they have to hear that from their own community? Why do they have to hear that from their own culture? Why can't we, as a fucking community, and I'm saying this as a black community, because this whole country needs to become a neighborhood. It needs to start with us as black people big upping other black people. This is getting stupid now. That is ignorant as shit. Can we do better? That's all I'm asking. Now, this may be one person, but I'm telling you there's like a thousand behind him. I'm just like, it, it makes me dumbfounded. It, it's the dumbest shit ever. This crab in a barrel fucking tech, this crab in a barrel fucking mentality has to stop. Just stop. Pick them up. Those kids are doing an amazing job. Deion Sanders is doing an amazing job building this. Do you know how hard it has to be to literally build this university, from the literal ground up, it was going to take a Deion Sanders. It was going to take either Deion Sanders or Michael Irvin, somebody like that, to help this, to, 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 to facilitate this. And now we got to, this is the shit we're dealing with. This is the shit that comes out the woodwork. And I hope if you do listen to the podcast, if you are this person and you have a problem with what I say, it's on you. 
I hope this makes you look in the mirror and say, oh shit, maybe I, maybe, maybe this, maybe this shouldn't have been the thing I said. Okay? Please, please, just, just think before y'all tweet sometimes. You know, just like Herm Edwards says, don't press send. Don't press send. You look like a fucking fool. And then other people won't be like, oh man, that's how they support their people? They call them niggas? Nigga university. Those kids are not ignorant. Those kids are out there getting a four-year degree, three, you know, maybe playing for three, four years. You know, they out there doing something that is, they're attempting something that no one in HBCU history has attempted. Eddie Jackson did, I mean, Eddie, Eddie Johnson, I think it's Eddie Johnson, either Eddie Johnson or Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson has the most wins in college, or Eddie, Eddie something. Has the most win Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson. Shit, that's I knew it was something. Eddie Robinson has the most wins in college football history. Fact check me if you want. He was an HBCU coach. No one talks about him. The most wins in college football history is from a man named Eddie Robinson, who coached. I think I might be. I'm definitely gonna be wrong about this. I'm, I'm definitely probably going to be... It's either Grambling or Southern. It's one of those two. He, he, I think it was Southern. Actually, it might be Southern. He coached those those players. I, actually, you know what? Hey, you know what? We have this Google thing that I can try. All right. Um, Eddie Robinson. Let me see. Hold on. Um, Eddie Robinson. There's actually a movie. Oh, shit. Come on, Andrew. You got to do better than this. I'm sorry. I, I This is one of my biggest pet peeves. So if you can hear this, I'm so sorry. I understand. I understand you're probably upset with me. That's cool. I I, I, I completely understand. Eddie Robinson, I want to say it was Southern. And I'm probably wrong. I know he just passed. Yeah, I knew he just passed away. Leland. No, that's uh Grambling. Grambling State University. That's what I, all right, I knew it was Grambling or Southern. I, I, I should have just stuck with my Grambling when I was right, right the first time. Um, What do you have? 408. In 165. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, he had the most wins at one point. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still... Yes, pretty sure he still held the record. That he had the most wins in college football history. Oh, shit. Hopefully this did not take down the video. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> My bad. I'm doing a lot of things at the same time. Alright. And he doesn't get any any clout, any any of that stuff. No, like literally, I think Sports Center did like a five minute thing after he passed away, and then that was it. So when we sit around here and we say things like that was said, it it, it pisses me off. It pisses me off because this was a chance. This is a chance for you to say the right thing. And you went the complete fucking opposite. I understand you're trying to big up these kids. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe you were trying to spite them or whatever. I, I don't know. But to say dumb shit like that. Trying to be funny or whatever. Like that's not the time. Sorry. Wasn't the time. It wasn't funny either. It missed. It wasn't funny. It was stupid. So I I just it, it 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 pisses me off as an educator and as a sports player as a person that had played sports a person that follows sports a lot you should probably get your shit together before you you know say some dumb shit I'm just gonna leave that at that damn I almost took twenty minutes of my time fucking getting angry about this dumb shit man oh my gosh uh, it was just it, it it pissed me off but um. Yeah, man. Um, so right now I'm out injured. Um, I hurt my back at work. Um, Wednesday. Shit. Yeah, I hurt my back Wednesday at work, and tomorrow will be Tuesday. It's almost a week. Fuck, man. So the problem is, is that um, I've been taking these. Uh, I've been taking ibuprofen. I've been taking uh, muscle relaxers. Shit ain't helping. I ain't gonna lie to you. Damn, I, I didn't know it'd been a week since I did a show. It's fucking crazy. But um, 
Yeah, man. It, like, my back is it, it's still fucked up. Um, Now both sides of my back is hurting. This is an update of my injury. <laughs> now both sides, like, one, at one point, my right side of my back was the one that was kind of, like, that that was strained, and now it feels like my left side is starting to like starting to creep up, creep in, and like stiffen up and things like that. So I'm going to tell Doctor tomorrow, yo, this shit is fucked. <laughs> it is fucked. Um, you know that's what happens when stupid shit happens. Not not on my on my part a little bit. I'll take a little bit of blame. I'm not taking all the motherfucking. I'm not taking all that shit. Fuck that shit. It, the back injury is a freak injury at, on itself. I know I'm probably being blamed for my own injury. That's which is fine. I don't give a shit. You know, I'm a grown ass man. I can, I know I know how to take my faults. I know how how I possibly fucked up. But you know, when you you fuck over certain people, you start to try to fuck over people. You, this is what you do. You, you cut your nose to spite your face. But that's just me. I, it's just the way I want to do things. That's the only thing. Hey, look, man. I heard certain people have been listening to the podcast. I don't give a fuck. I will double down. Don't get it twisted now. I will double down on my shit. I, like, if I feel like there's some slights going on, I will double down on it. Don't, don't fuck with me, man. But, yeah, man, I, I've been trying to do Epsom salt. Um, I might even go into the hot tub. I might do... I, I, I can't even lift weights right now. Like, this is how bad this shit is. I, I think I, I, I might need to lay on the couch type shit. Like, my bed might be a little bit too comfortable. And by the way, your bed can be a little bit too comfortable to fuck your back up further. Um, I also sit on a gaming seat, but that's supposed to help my lumbar support, which that's where I injured myself and um, might be making it worse. I don't fucking know. I don't know what's making it worse. I like, but it is getting worse I, for sure. I know it's getting worse because the fucking pain is spreading. Um, yeah, so this it just sucks, man. I don't like I don't like being hurt. I don't like being injured, especially when it's partially not my fucking accord. But you know, as life, you know, thirty three, I should not be fucking getting feeling old, getting old man injuries. But too young for old man injuries. But you know, it is what it is. I don't. I, hey, look, listen, it's what it is. I you know I can't I can't be mad. I can't be upset. I'm I'm just I have to work every day to make myself a little bit better. Make myself, but I promise this. By I promise this shit, my black ass is coming back a hundred percent, not ninety percent, not ninety eight percent, not ninety five percent. I'm coming back a hundred percent. Fuck that noise. That's ridiculous. Cause I already know what I'm going to be coming back to. I already know the amount of shit that I'll be coming back to. So that's bullshit, and uh, I and I hope soon that something happens like something positive for you know my my partners you know hopefully hopefully but you know it's just life and that's just the way life rolls i i, I don't I, i'm not going to say too much um but it, you have to know like this is some bullshit yeah you have to know this is some bullshit when multiple people have been injured in the same area <laughs> with the same injury. <laughs> that has to be an alarming trait. But hey, all right, but hey, hey, we're done. We're not I'm not talking about it anymore. I'm not talking about it anymore. Um I'm gonna ice my back and do all the rest of the muscle relaxes, all the the fucking shits that I've been trying to do to, you know, get whatever. Alright, so um Serena Williams played her last match Friday, right? Either Friday or Saturday. I think it was Friday. Um, played her final match. I think she's going to take a year off, miss the game, and come back. I don't know. No, but then again, then again, Serena always had other ventures. And for her to play 27 years with other shit going on in her life and be the greatest is a feat no one else can do. <laughs> All right, except for maybe LeBron, <laughs> but 27 years she played tennis. Do you know Serena Williams started playing tennis when I was six? Started playing professional tennis when I was six years fucking old. Six years old, Serena Williams. I mean, I'm sorry, six year old Andrew Cruz was watching Serena Williams with beaded fucking hair play tennis. And you know what's crazy? Her sister's been playing longer. By the way, 
Venus, I think, has her by two years. Venus almost has like a 30-year career. By the way, just making sure everybody understands this shit. Venus Williams has been playing professional tennis for a very long time. The only reason why I think she doesn't have as many titles and things like that is because everyone knew Serena was going to be better, but she got sick. And her when she got sick, her whole game changed after that, yo. And what she was having, um, when she got sick, I think, I don't want to be wrong. I, th- I know it was something with the, I'm pretty sure it was like blood clots or something like that. Like, it was life-threatening for her. And it really derailed her career. But at the same time, she's still one of the greatest tennis players. But, hey, look, look listen to this. Serena, it's Venus Williams, too? you know, person to person, so she, she, she was a problem. She, like, you put her up against anyone in history. You put her up against anyone in history. Venus is better than that person, except for probably Serena. Just putting it out there. Just, just letting y'all know. Venus is that, was that fucking dominant too. Um, but I know people are saying, you know, now you're starting to see this dumb shit. Oh my gosh. Uh, some more dumb shit. Uh, this is ranty Monday. This is rant, rant filled Monday. <laughs> um, Serena Williams is being called the top five greatest athletes of all time. And then you start seeing fuckers come out the woodwork. Bill Russell, rest in peace. Um, I saw Bill Russell one. I saw Michael Phelps because Michael Phelps wasn't up there. I saw even a um was I'm sorry I'm, I'm just going for it so I don't have to fucking hear from people. Caitlyn Jenner, which everybody knows, Caitlyn Jenner was uh yeah fuck it that that's one of the one ones that that were definitely up there. Um, I know some of you are like, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, just make sure you know the former Bruce Jenner was the world's most athletic person. I think he was the most athletic person in the world at some point. You know, some people don't talk about Jim Thorpe, um, Jesse Owens and stuff. Cool. First of all, Serena Williams, I would say, is a top five, maybe top ten. Uh, maybe top ten. Okay. we She's definitely in the top ten top five for sure no one has been as dominant as her for 27 years with newcomers coming probably every five years you always got a new young hot thing not hot person coming and um trying to dethrone the queen every five years think about that so five times throughout her career somebody was supposed to dethrone her tennis careers last a long time because you know ten- tennis you can play while you're old you, like tennis is one of those sports you can play forever but to be dominant for almost 30 fucking years is amazing by the way she won a major almost every like if, on average has won a major every year of her career <laughs> so some people probably need to shut the fuck up um and that's what people that, like, think about this. She's been playing for 10 years. Okay, Ronda Rousey. Let, uh, let's put it in perspective, especially with women's sports. Because, really, women's sports are starting to really... Well, women's tennis has been around for a long time. And has been developing for a long time. But, let's talk about, a, you know, somebody that was very dominant at their sport. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey's reign only lasted five, six years. Not even that long. Five, six years. And then everyone caught up. She didn't get better. It wasn't that she wasn't trying to get better. It's that everybody caught up. People that were watching her were like, oh, that's her weaknesses. Okay, cool. But when you watch Serena Williams, there's supposed to be this new 16-year-old coming out and beating Serena. She's supposed to be she's supposed to be the next big thing. Serena said, oh, yeah? Five years five years in. Oh, yeah? Fuck. Okay, cool. We'll, who's next? Five years later. Okay, uh, what is it? Maria Sharapova. Sharapova. Supposed to be one of the best players of all... One's going to become one of the greatest players of all time. Oh, yeah? Oh, oh yeah? Bah! 
get out of here. Next 10 years, she's beating the shit out of her. You know what I'm saying? Justine Ennin, you had fucking uh, Jennifer Capriati. You had all these great players. Uh, Lindsey Davenport. You had some monsters. I, hey, there are some monsters. I understand people who don't know tennis. That's that's cool. Some of you are like, what is it? She's played probably the best competition that you can play in tennis throughout those 27 years. By the way, her sister was playing in that era too. Side by side. Her sister. And now we're talking about Margaret Court. Because apparently Margaret Court has not gotten her flowers. Margaret Court um, is the person that Serena surpassed for most singles titles of all time. For, for all time, I think. It is actually all time men and women's. She has the most, by the way. Men's and women's, she has the most major titles. Go ahead, go fact check me if you want. Most Grand Slams, Grand Slams. Singles titles of all time. Margaret Court has come out and said, who is 80 years old right now, and who considered one of the greatest of all time also, has come out and said that she's had admiration for Serena. See, this is the problem. And but one more, one more little thing. I don't mean to make this a race issue or something like that. I, I want to make this too much of a race issue, but this is you're about to see where the problem is. She wants Serena. Uh, apparently, what's being said is is that she has great admiration for Serena Williams. Never heard of Margaret Court talking about Serena Williams ever before this. By the way, there is no record. I I didn't see any record of her saying anything about Serena Williams before this situation, before she were fucking tired. You wait until she retired to say something. Apparently, she has been very, she has admired her, things like that, but apparently it has not been reciprocated. Motherfucker, Serena Williams does not owe you any reciprocation whatsoever. Nobody actually owes you that. No, you are not entitled. To someone admiring your game. Hold on. By the way, Margaret Court won most of her titles in the 60s and 70s. This is before Serena Williams was even born. She Before she was even a thought, Margaret Court was winning her titles. How am I supposed to admire someone at which I, I could be like, I appreciate your game. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. How is she supposed to admire you when she never seen you play live? When she probably, I don't even, I have never seen a video of Margaret Court playing. And we're over here talking about this. This is like big news today. That it hasn't been reciprocated. Y'all aren't even in the same fucking eras. Y'all not even the same generation of people. And you're over here, oh, man, you know, she has not, you know, it's just not, motherfucker, she don't owe you shit. She beat your record. She beat your record. She probably could have beat it easily if it wasn't for injuries. It wasn't for, she won the U.S. Open pregnant. She won the U.S. Open pregnant, injured. That's what they, people would say. That's what they were trying to say. She was injured because she was pregnant. Oh my God, she's pregnant. It won. Easily. Easily. She ran through the competition that year, by the way. So when you sit around here and you look for admiration, this is the problem. Because once, once again, once my type of community starts to come up and start doing big things, we're supposed to be admiring motherfuckers that probably were calling us different words back in it. That way, I'm supposed to admire you? Who the fuck you? I don't I don't owe you that shit. I can say, yo, thank you for paving the way. That's not admiration. That's congratulatory. Good job. Good job. You won one less major title than I did. Good job. What else do you want? What else do you want from Sir? Yeah, you're supposed to admire her. She beat your shit. She beats you. Get over it. You're not going to be admired from someone that never watched you play. 
Yeah, man, her forehand was just, man, that was just, fuck. No one saw you play. Just like Rod Laver. Rod Laver probably would have the most titles right now if he never gets suspended. Both of these people are Australian players, by the way. No one watched y'all play. We were watching, what's this, the 60s, 70s? So that means McEnroe, Connors, uh, Stephen Edberg, uh, uh, Billy, Billy Jean King. You know, we was watching people like this. Like, you want admiration? For what? Her admiration should be with Steffi Croft, Monica Sellis, um, shit. Damn, even Lindsay Davenport was kind of before her too, huh? Jennifer Capriati was there too. Shit, there's a mod. Hey, like I said, women's ten tennis has been around for a very long time. Very long time. It, you know, the, when it got on the map was with Billie Jean King. I didn't even know Margaret Court had the most singles titles at one point. I was like, who the fuck is this person that they named a stadium after in Australia? This is before Google, by the way, kids. So just making sure everybody knows. This is before Google and this is before I was really into tennis. So, like, just letting y'all know. Just letting y'all know. Just letting you know. But we're over here and we're talking about someone looking for admiration. It's the most self-centered shit I've ever heard in my life. That is so self-fucking-centered. That is the most selfish thing that you could do after someone announced, after the GOAT has retired, has did her swan song, which I finally, which I learned from, I forgot where I learned this from. I learned this from a comedy podcast. I just forgot which one. And um, what swan song meant. Do you know that swans don't sing until they die? Until moments before their death, they don't sing? Or like make or do any noises or anything. They they don't. It's, that's why it's called a swan song. Fucking mind blown. I was just fucking. I don't know animals, so that's not my thing. But I'm just was fucking mind blown by this shit. And I'm like, whoa, really? And went and looked it up, and I was like, whoa, why did I never Google this in my 33 years of life? Because probably 15 of it I didn't have Google. But um. <laughs> My bad, y'all. Sorry, I keep. I, I I know, but I would like to say this. I'm so happy that Serena, you know, is able to step away on her own terms because most tennis players, and we all, I know a lot of tennis players, most have not been able, were not able to walk away from the game, really intact. You know, what I'm saying either they got fucked up knees, fucked up shoulders, fucked up wrists, elbows, all that shit. That's yeah. I know people are gonna say they well, tennis players aren't athletes. Okay, why don't you stand out there, run around for three hours in 120-degree weather on hot fucking concrete, and then you come out and tell me how you felt afterwards. Fuck you. There we are, athletes. We are. Actually, to tell you the truth, it's the most competitive, uh, and I know you guys probably heard this before. I, I know I've said this before in the podcast, but I'm going to say it again. Tennis is the most competitive sport in the fucking world. So fuck you. And if you want to have an argument about that, please go to uh, Cruising Podcast at inst on Instagram and also on Twitter, uh, Nice Town Finest. You already know. Y'all know where y'all can find me. You already know. Also, you can leave a comment on motherfucking YouTube if you want. If that's the fucking case, wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what are you doing? Changes? What? What the fuck is going on? Okay, that was weird. What? Why is it leaving? Oh my god! This really just happened, yo. Didn't shut down. Yeah, I know it didn't shut down. Piece of shit. Wow. Well, that's the end of that on YouTube. Sorry, y'all. Um. Wow, that's crazy. Yo, Google is a piece of shit. Probably because I was talking about Margaret Court. My bad. Excuse me. So most of this podcast is going to be audio <laughs> um i don't know what just happened like that just wow that was yo every time i don't know why like this is like this, this is bullshit man like i'm, I'm gonna start like I'm, I'm guessing i'm gonna have to do this on video and then just put it on youtube later on like this is this is this is irritating as fuck like I, i'm not even gonna lie to you um wow the chrome just shut down for no fucking reason it, it just really just shut down for no reason Wow. 
Okay. It's not going to derail the show, though. You know, we're not going to do that. But like I said, man, from an extraordinary career of Serena Williams, man, um, to be able to walk away, like I said before, um, it's amazing. You know, I'm 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 happy for um I'm happy for her her family. Um, I know they went through a lot of a lot of things during her career. Twenty seven fucking years, and Venus, I think, is still playing. Uh, Venus didn't announce any. Uh, you would have thought Venus was the one that was going to retire first. She's been around longer. She's gone through a lot more shit. Um, injury wise and everything like that, but you know, to one of the greatest, I mean, to the greatest, um, to me, the greatest of all time. Um, I, I know somebody, somebody might, yo, name another person for 27 years that dominated a sport like she has, has been dominant for at least 25 of them. You know, you, you can't, you can't. Nate, you can't name that person. You can't. You won't. You're welcome. So congratulations to uh, Serena Williams, man. Uh, women's tennis is not going to be the same for a while. Coco Groff is coming, though. Coco Groff is coming. She's coming. She's in the uh, quarterfinals right now. Congratulations also to Francis Tiafo, who beat uh, Rafa, 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 who beat Rafa Nadal um, to get to the quarterfinals. By the way, uh, Francis Tiafo is from Washington, D.C., but wore a Philadelphia 76ers jersey while warming up for his tennis match. So, fuck you. The process, bitches. Trust it. Woo! Let's go, Francis! Black! Blacks are taking over tennis. I thought it was going to be me, but it's going to be them. It's cool. It's fine. It's, it's okay. I can deal with it. By the way, Francis Tiafo is also part part of one of the most viral moments in tennis history, where uh, two people were having sex on a balcony outside of a tennis court during one of his tennis matches during one of the tournaments. They were having sex during one of the matches. You can hear the uh, woman moaning very loudly, and uh, one of the tennis players—I forgot who he's playing at the time—but um, he was like, "He's not that good." And uh, everybody started crying laughing because that's some shit I would have said. And some, you're welcome. That's some uh, tennis facts for your ass. All right. Um, what's next? What's next? Um, I sound like a comedian right now. What's next, guys? All right. So Mike Tyson has a pretty much a bio. Not, it's not even Mike Tyson's work, actually, to tell you all the truth. But there is a TV show. That's um, surrounded by Mike Tyson's life. I'm guessing this is going to be a limited series because they're literally running through this man's life like a hot knife through butter. I think through four episodes, they're already at the Robin Gibbons and uh, Buster Douglas portion of his life where it starts to go fucking downhill very quickly. But what is being said is, is that he did not agree to the show being done by Hulu. He also didn't agree to... Um, he feels like somebody's taking his soul or some shit away or dumb, some, some fucking weird shit that he probably was on mushrooms and said this shit, but it's cool. I'm glad he was on mushrooms. As long as he chilled the fuck out. I'm still scared shitless of him. I'm not even going to lie to you, but I am going to talk a little shit. I'm not, I'm sorry, Mike, I'm going to have to, but as I said earlier in this episode, you know, the, you call something nigga university, you call, you look at yourself as a nigga, people want to see you as a fucking nigga. And my problem, my thing about with uh, Mike Tyson's um, talking about this this show that he doesn't want to happen. Um, my problem with what is going on with this with his his rhetoric because he kind of uses it in a black type deal, like oh man, as a black man, I should not be having to you know have my have my story be told without my without anything as black man this as a black man that but not a couple weeks after a montage of joe rogan saying nigger and i i said it with the er so you all can understand this how i feel with him over and over saying that word not two weeks after were you on the Joe Rogan experience. And to me, I felt like that's a huge slap in the face to most black people 
maybe not all, to most, that actually give a shit, to me, that's a big slap in the fucking face. To me, what you have done has now become a hypocrite. Because you talk about, oh, man, you know, this feels like a slave, man. They're taking my name. They're doing this, that, and the third. They're telling my story. They told your story before with Michael Jai White. Why can't they tell your story now? Why? Because they're showing the dark side of your life. But Jamie Foxx can tell your story, right? He can play you and tell your story. Because you felt like you needed to give permission from, I mean, to me, just like with the Lakers uh, Showtime situation, I feel like some people, like, when you become a public figure, you forget about the public part. Like, the shit that you did in private is really public. And to me, when you say that you feel like as a black man or any part of that, that your shit's getting ripped apart. You should not be showing up on a show where a dude two weeks beforehand had a montage and outrage against him for someone for him saying nigger. You should not be you have no you you have no recourse. Because if you're saying that, then why did you show up on that show? Why was that a show you showed up on? Why? Because you felt like as a black man, you, you're gonna tell him that you're gonna give him forgiveness? The man did it for five fucking straight minutes. How do you have a montage of saying that word for five straight? I haven't listened to the Joe Rogan experience since. And to all the celebrity comics that were sitting here and I'm with Dustin with Joe. I'm a Joe Rogan guy. I unfollowed all the motherfuckers on Instagram. And I liked some of them. Like Annie Letterman and uh, Eric Griffin. I used to follow Eric Griffin Gaming until he fucking put that picture up with Joe Rogan. I don't feel it. Yeah, that was your white side that came out. I understand. That was the white side that was kind of telling you you stood with Joe Rogan. But your black side should have told you, shut the fuck up. But I digress. Oh, shit. My mic volume might be a little down. I'm sorry, y'all. You might have to turn up the volume when you're thinking the jig. But, um, hold on. Let me see if I can get it. Okay. So, to me, in my opinion, when you sit around here, and you say shit like that, and then you won't want, and then everybody's like, yeah, man, we shouldn't be watching it. No, what we should have been doing was telling you, you should probably not be on the Joe Rogan experience after he just had a fucking five minute montage of saying nigga. That's probably what we should have did. But you want to sit here and try to tell us not to watch the show. I'm saying, I'm watching this shit now. I say, you know what? I'm going to watch it now, you know, even more closely. Because the whole process of this show it's him being, oh man, I'm a black man on the on a video game cover. Oh man, I'm the first, I'm a black man doing the heavyweight champion of the world. I'm a black man doing this, that, and the third. But you're so pro-black that you went on to a show where a dude, where a white guy says, nigga, for five straight minutes. Because it's the sound of the word that shouldn't bother people because it's just a sound. It's just a sound. Because I listened to the episode afterwards, and I was like, oh, it's just a sound. Oh, it's just, oh, I didn't know. So we're outraged about a sound? Not that we're outraged that that's the last word that some of my fucking ancestors probably heard while they're getting hung from a fucking tree. Or getting burnt down. Or getting beaten inside of a fucking river. And then thrown into a river and not being able to go back home. Because they visited Mississippi. They're not from there. They visited there, and they're black. That's the last word they heard. Little nigga boy. Okay. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. That's why there's a problem. But you're over here and you're mad because you didn't get your word. You didn't get your say about what was going on with the with the show. Come on, man. That's a hypocrite. Because you're mad about one thing, but you're okay with the other? Because it, it directly bothered you? Because that directly bothered you is the reason why you're now coming out and saying that. Come on, man. That's not right, dog. How 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 as a leader, you're supposed to be a leader in this in, in our community. You know what I mean? You you turned it and I know everybody's like, what? What do you mean? You went to jail and did this and this. no. As a leader, you are supposed to hit rock. You're supposed to what happened with him really happened like almost reversely. Um, he was at rock bottom, got to the top, went back to rock bottom, 
And now he's back, you know, mediocre, but, you know, kind of a leader. He has a very big podcast. No, he talks a lot on the podcast. He had Kenan Thompson, who said, you should probably stop calling yourself a nigga. Man, you're a king. And I love that Kenan said that. You, he said, you're my brother. You're not a nigga. You're my brother. But here lies the problem. Is that we continue to characterize ourselves in this this uh, manner. In, in a certain manner. And I'm this nigga, man. I'm that nigga. I'm, I'm the baddest nigga out. No, you're the baddest man out there. You're a fucking man. They called us niggas to make sure that we were down. Make sure that they knew that we knew that we were second. That we were always going to be second. Never first. Never going to be kings. Unless we were back in the continent of Africa. But we were going to be second. Especially in this fucking country. I've been watching Godfather of Harlem a lot, so I'm sorry, guys. I've been very pro-black because they have Malcolm X on there. So I'm very pro-black, <laughs> all right? And the crabs in the barrel shit is, is, is being very shown on this show. That's probably why I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm at this point right now. But to tell y'all the truth, the Mike Tyson show, it's okay. It's not great. The dude that's playing him, you know what I mean? It's like, it, you know, you're, you're playing Mike Tyson. It has to be, it, he's a very complex character. You, you don't know what, you don't, to me, you don't know which person you're going to get, you know, with Mike Tyson, like on a day-to-day basis with Mike Tyson. You just don't. And I I truly think that is, you know, it, that has to be one of the tougher roles to play. But, you know, they're doing a great, I, I think they're doing an okay job with it. It's not a great show, but I mean, it's it, it's good. It's good. I won't, I, I mean, I'm not going to say, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's like show of the year or anything like that. Uh, apparently Mike did a lot of fucking, but, um, they haven't even talked about the, you know, what's crazy. I'm sorry, y'all. You know, what's crazy is that they haven't shown him do not one drug at all. And people know, I mean, people, and it's been talked about that Mike Tyson after Casamato died, did a lot of drugs. It's been talked about. And what's crazy is, is that the only thing that they show him doing, especially a younger version of him, was smoking weed. That's the only thing they show. Everything else really has not been negative too much about Mike. You know, they shown his anger. They shown him being, you know, a thug. I mean, a, a, a thief and all the rest of that shit. Understandable. That's part of his life. Um, the Robin Givens things. They didn't show him as an abuser. Really, they tried to show Robin Givens as a gold digger. But I, here's here's the thing, and here's my problem, is that to show her in that light to me, she had her own career. Why would she need the gold dig if she? I, that's the only thing I didn't understand. Um, I, I maybe that maybe it'd be shown in another light somewhere about what really happened. I wish that we got the real story from both of them, but I know we're never going to get that. That's eight months. That was an eight-month marriage. Though. I did not know that. I thought they were married longer than that. Eight months? And she got half of everything? <laughs> Holy fuck, yo. And then now we're at the Don King situation. You know, We already know Don King, how bad he fucked Mike Tyson up. Um, uh, financially, of course. Not, you know, whatever. But... Like I said, man, it's an okay show. It's not the greatest show out there, man. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of fucking though. Like it definitely shows Mike in a very positive light in the uh, the, the pussy verse of things. That we will definitely, definitely, uh, yeah, he was definitely getting a lot. And uh, one of the scenes he was, he was, he was fucking with the fucking championship belt on. I felt like he didn't show enough respect to the champion, the heavyweight championship belt. And you know, or he maybe he showed a lot of respect for it. I don't know. I don't know. But that's just no, that's, that's what I know I watched. All right. That's what I seen. I, 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 literally, that's the only vice that they are showing of him. That's the crazy part. That he needs to be loved, which has been well documented, has been said. And also, he did a lot of fucking. Okay. That's just, that, 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 you know, pussy. Pussy was his vice. All right. Um, all right. So we're going to go to the next one. 
like I said, was telling you guys, I was watching Godfather in Harlem, man. Fucking amazing show, by the way. 20 episodes of straight greatness. Um, great acting. You have Vincent D'Onofrio, who is uh, Kingpin, and also uh, he plays uh, Chin Gigante. Um, you have, you know, Forrest Whitaker playing Bumpy Johnson. You know, all the rest of this cast is just fucking amazingly put together. Most of them I, I couldn't name. Uh, <laughs> actually, yeah, no, Paul Servino. No, was that Paul Servino? Who played uh, Frank Castellano? It, like, all right, so a little background about Andrew Cruz. I like, um, like, me and my my brothers might might disagree a little bit, but they got me into watching, like, Italian mafia shit. Like, you know, the Godfathers. Well, no, they didn't watch Godfathers. I got into Godfather myself. Um, Goodfellas and um, a Bronx, a Bronx Tale. I, wa- I watched the Bronx Tale, too. That was my shit. But they really, like, we all watched Goodfellas at one point. And the mafioso things, and I listened to the, um, to, uh, fuck, man. Um, Sammy the Bulls podcast, our thing, about Costa Nostra. You know, I, I, I really, I, I enjoy that part that, that, that um, it's not, to me, it's not evil. I, I mean, I understand that some people are like, oh, man, well, they murder people and things. Understandable. You know, I, but like I always tell you guys, I watch like drug dealer shit and gangster shit because I, I'm kind of living vicariously through them for some reason. I don't know. It's vicariously though, not really living through it. But I like that type of shit. I don't know. It's just, it's history too. This is also a history thing. You know, like the Italian mob has been around for hundreds of years and they started in Sicily. You know what I'm saying? They, they really just to defend them, just really... The Italian mobs became the Italian mobs pretty much how the Bloods and Crips got together. To protect their neighborhoods. To protect their, their families. These they, There's a reason why they're called families. <laughs> These are really family members. Like, you know, this person is a cousin or uncle or this, that, and the third. Like, these, you know, you might get... When I was listening to Sammy Bull's podcast, he got traded to another one because he was about to fire off... Oh, shit, what the hold on okay we're good i think okay um he got he was about to fire off on the dude because he was talking shit about him you know and he brought a gun to his house and you know he was about to meet with the boss and they was like man they're gonna fuck you up man they're gonna fuck you up and then he got traded he practically got traded to another uh family but okay my bad i I, now continue on like and they're showing like the real life situations like there's malcolm x you know, the guy, I don't know how they continue to find people that look almost exactly like Malcolm X. Like, Denzel didn't look, doesn't look like Malcolm X. We, we can all agree, just Denzel's that great of a great of a actor that, yeah, he probably should be playing Malcolm X. But, to tell y'all the truth, ever since then, they've found the perfect person to play him. Like, uh, One Night in Miami. Great fucking movie. Uh, great movie. Yes, it was a movie great movie if you guys get a chance definitely go check it's when sam cook muhammad ali um no that's a sam cook it is sam cook no it's not who's the one uh fuck yo oh it's gonna bother me the one that was killed in the hotel room i'll remember later it's it's gonna fucking bother me um muhammad ali malcolm x um it's singer and then it wasn't jackie Fuck man, there's one. Uh, one more. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. That's what it was. Jim Brown was the other one. Um, not Sam the Cook though. Why is this about to bother me? Is this no Sam? Yeah, it was Sam Cook. Ah, oh, fuck. Damn it. Hold on. Okay, it's fictional, but it's a great movie. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. Actually, they all were at one at one point in um in Miami. One at one, yeah. Hold on. All right. Yeah, I was right. Sam Cook. Come on, Andrew, get your shit together. All right. Sorry, my bad. So we all understood. <laughs> so we all understand. Um, but they continue to find a guy that looks almost exactly like Malcolm X. Um, almost like almost exactly, almost not on not all the way. Like you can't copy his voice. Like it's kind of hard to like have his voice and also look like him. It's, it's fucking crazy. Like, the dude tried to have his cadence, but... Oh, okay, we're going to continue on. But I like that 
this show historically. It's shown what was going on in Harlem in the 60s. This is before Frank Lucas. Um, this is the five families uh, when the commission was, was put together. And, you know, you start to learn, like, the ins and outs of what was going on on Bumpy Johnson's side. And then you also see what was going on on the five families' side. And then you also see what was going on in another faction, which is the, uh, uh, fuck, man. Nah, because I don't want to get this wrong. Oh shit! Shit! I normally call them that. Uh, uh, no, out of no disrespect, by the way, this is no disrespect because they. This is what this is what they wore. I, I always called them the bow tie Muslims. No, but uh, yeah, in the Muslim side of everything, the black Muslims, not the the. Yo, this is gonna bother me. Shit! But whatever, the Black Power movement. That was going on on Malcolm X's side. That's that's just what we're going to do. And they were Muslims, all right. That's what they are. They the fruit of the fruit of Islam, right? Were they the fruit of Islam? Something. Fuck. I'm going to remember later. Um, Elijah Muhammad, uh, Malcolm X, or uh, you know, y'all know y'all know the cast and crew of that. So, um, but this show is showing the ins and outs throughout these three storylines and how they intermesh. The only ones that don't intermesh, is, of course, is the Malcolm X and the and the five families, um, and then also um, Powell, the, Reverend Powell was also a part of the Black Power movement and how they were trying to show. Oh, John Carlos Esposito kills it in this role, by the way, as um Adam Powell. Adam, yeah, Adam Powell, Reverend Adam Powell. Um, it's just like I I enjoy history. I love history especially gangster history and this is probably the most prominent time next to you know scarface which is it, not scarface as in uh, i'm talking about al capone the al capone time dutch schultz and you know all the rest of the shit you, you, we all know machine gun kelly there was a machine gun kelly back in the day y'all already know but um yeah man it, it's just it always intrigued me and it's always been a pretty um like it, it just stuck with me for a very long time, especially that part of history. I love it. You know, I love it. And it shows you it. And almost, it shows real situations like Chinjikante. All right, I've heard this from the Sammy the Bull podcast. This is why I knew about Chinjikante. And when they started the FBI's thing. So just let everybody know, Chinjikante was a smart motherfucker, dog. I, I would say this is probably the most clever move ever. Probably made him look like, it probably made him look like a fool. With everyone else, but I think like he didn't go to jail for the longest time because he was able to convince the FBI that he was crazy. He put, actually not just the FBI. He was able to convince people in the neighborhood that he had gone crazy. He went. He used to walk down. They say he used to walk down the streets in a um in a robe, talking to himself the whole time. Just talking to himself because he didn't know if there was wires on the cars because they were saying like he was worried about the wires on the cars. So he'll walk down the street talking to himself or he'll act crazy or act like he's out of his mind whenever the FBI agents come. You know what I'm saying? It was it, it, that being shown on film is fucking amazing. Oh, I mean, on TV is fucking amazing. I, I definitely advise anybody to go check this out. Forrest Whitaker, Forrest Whitaker kills it as Bumpy Johnson. Um, it's just, um, and John Carl, this is a whole different side of John Carl Esposito's acting I've never seen before. Cause normally he's like a stoic, you know, uh, reserved character like Gus Fring. We all made like, he's always been chill. He, he would go crazy maybe a little bit here and there, but he wouldn't, but he was, this is like a very eccentric person that he is playing and he, he's killed it in this role. He does a fantastic job. So if you guys definitely get a chance, definitely go check out Godfather of Harlem. Godfather, God, Godfather of Harlem. Fantastic, fantastic show. All right. So I'm going to call it now because my computer is telling me it's about to dizzy. We are at 18%. Apparently Spotify is working. What the fuck? Hold on. I don't know why Spotify is up. Hold on. Let me uh, quit this. Let me see if this would, would uh, take that down a little bit significant energy spotify all right whatever we'll get all right well we're gonna end the show here then. but i would like to say i love everyone 
um, white, black, other, just making sure everybody understands. I love you all. I just, I, we have to stop being this crap in the barrel, take this crab in the barrel mentality. We have to get the fuck out of that. We do. We really do. I don't know how, but we need to, you know, and, um, I would like to say, I love everyone once again. I hope everyone has had a safe Labor Day weekend. Hopefully you have a safe day going back to work tomorrow. Hopefully you have a very fulfilling week. Uh, we're going to have more. We're going to have another episode. We're going to have more episodes as I'm hurt right now. Now I can start pumping out episodes. So tomorrow, <clears throat> I might have a show tomorrow. I'm talking about this boring-ass show, Rings of Power. Um, just a teaser. Uh, also, I uh, saw the Dragon Ball movie, uh, Dragon Ball superhero movie. And I also saw Bullet Train um, on Saturday when they were doing $3 Saturday movies. So I took full advantage of that. And uh, so, yeah. So possibly there will be a show tomorrow if they don't kill me at physical therapy. So with that, I would like to say I love you guys. I'm sorry for all the technical difficulties on uh, the YouTube part. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, we're going to figure that out. The, the website just crashed on me. I don't know what the fuck happened. So we're going to figure that out. Um, but with that, I would like to say I love you guys. I like everybody to stay safe out there. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh, yeah, where you can find the Cruising Podcast. Just in case. Where you can find the Cruising Podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Patreon, anywhere else you can find your podcast. You can find the Cruising Podcast. Also, you can find the latest updates of the show is on Instagram at Cruising Podcast. Also, on Twitter at Nice Town. So, with that, I would like to say I love you guys. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Catch you guys later. Deuces.